This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Celtic Rumors TV, the Boz and Barber podcast with your host Mark and myself, Paul. Also with us on the show today, we will be having a chat with Brian and John will be joining us on today's show. We will be taking a look at the latest um, match between Celtic and Hibonians yesterday. Brian will be joining us to take a look at the, the meeting between Celtic supporters and the Celtic board. John will be with us to, for the last hour of the show and we will take a, take a look at this season as a whole for Celtic. And where Celtic goes as a team. First of all, I'll hand off to Mark for the usual shout-outs on the show. Mark? Thanks very much, Paul. Thanks again for helping us out with everything you do, buddy. Uh, who's the coming into life chatter? Bobby Sutherland. And evening, Bobby. David Gallagher. What I've noticed as well, Paul, all these names, you don't know who they are, don't you know, after the forum? No, 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 we don't. See, <laughs> I get so confused with names and... Oh, just in general, and there are just that many names, and the people on here, and then the people you know through email, through Skype, and then through on the forum. It's hard going times for an old man like me. Anyway, just the usual shout-outs to Tim Alloy, uh, Young Ben that's still recuperating, uh, and ROH had actually had a biopsy, I'm sure they won't mind me saying it, he had a biopsy on Friday, so he's just waiting on the results of that coming through. Uh, and Malika, he's going home in a couple of weeks. Well, no home, he's going to see his kids in a couple of weeks' time, so he'll be really, really looking forward to that. Good luck with that, Malika. Hail, hail. Perfect. So, uh, we got it there. Uh, David's cowabunga on our thing, but Bobby's not on our forum, but he's a long-time reader. So, thanks very much, Bobby, for joining us on the podcast. Uh Mark, I suppose we just start off between me and yourself there just before we're waiting for Bright to come on his yesterday's game. Oh. Nothing new, just thumbs up our season, didn't this? You know? It was terrible. It really was. It was it was it was an end of the season nothing game, but did you have thought the players would have wanted to get in a bit of a high? Don't get us wrong. I mean Hibs Hibs were diabolical. I mean they were playing with five and six men as a back line for a lot of the game. Hibs had no intentions of trying to even get a win out of that yesterday, which, I, I mean, they were safer, they were safe in where they were in the league, so I didn't see the point of Hibs' approach to that at all. The thing that got me yesterday was uh, John Kennedy continued to play Christie out in the right-hand midfield when James Forbes was fifth, and we had young Dan Belly, who I thought would actually get a good run yesterday after his score against St Johnston, but... The last 10 minutes again for himself coming on. Montgomery as well. I thought that was Montgomery a good well. for Montgomery to start after the way he played the other night, but I keep John Kennedy just showed that he's, 
he's no up, he's no up to the task. Being the Celtic manager, he's shown that. For chance. I mean, that was ten games. Some of the bookies actually paid out on the people that bet for Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Off point, but he's not showed anything at all that he's got any right to be Celtic manager. No, no, no chance. Not even like changing tactics or, or, or anything like that. Like it, it was, it was just like as like Neil Lennon was still in, involved in the team in in the way Kennedy he did, never really stamped his own. Wronged on the team or anything like that, Max. Didn't. That's all he's done. He's just it's just been a continuation of what we had under Lennon. You know, he's playing players out of position with Christie. He's just they we know Christie's looking to move. Why was he playing yesterday? It's D four. Exactly. They maybe no start them barely because Hibs are a big physical team. But Forrest mm-hmm. started in the right and then Dembele brought on. Uh, again, exactly. Scott Brown starting pure sentiment. Sentimental stuff again. Last game against Tibbs at all. We need to start with Scott Brown. Weird decisions. Just kept it same. Instead of even making some changes over the space of the ten games he was in charge, it could have just as easily been a Lennon team, a Lennon that was in that dugout yesterday. You wouldn't have known any difference. I suppose the the highlights of the of yesterday was this. It was our last game. And and it was a, our last chance, hopefully, to see a lot of players in the Celtic jersey. Mark wanted that was the highlights of that game finishing yesterday. I you know? I really it was. I was just I said on the live chat before. I'm just so glad to get this season out of the way. See it for because mm-hmm. it's just been. Well, we're going to speak about it later on. It's just been a disaster for day one. Well, no day one, but you know what I mean. Just no way. Uh, moving on from that, but it's not done, but I just have my notes. We saw uh, Rangers fans at their best yesterday on Twitter. But what shame they have brought to Scottish football as uh, as a whole, haven't, haven't they, Mark? I'll be honest, if Celtic had won, done 10 in a row, there would have been Celtic fans out in the streets partying and that. There, would, there no point in denying that, but it wouldn't have been that. No, it wouldn't have been that. Have been that been in the there was... There, there was Fighting with the yeah. and things like that, I wouldn't be like that. But ridiculous. As I said, if they've been titled, I suppose, because we'd have done the same. Thing. Well, I wouldn't. I'm a bit past that now. But there would have been Celtic fans out and about, gathering, gathering like doing the gala gate in places like that. And it it just is what it is. But for it to take a turn and become what it was last night, it was a sh- shocking scenes again. Shocking. Mm-hmm. So we move on, and our first topic of tonight is Celtic uh, board meeting with the supporters group on Thursday the 12th at 4pm. Uh, this uh, is Brian, uh, this is Welch Vi from the, the forum, and the reason we brought Brian on this is because he's a Celtic season ticket holder for many years at Celtic. It's really effective. Uh, Brian, welcome back to the show, great to have you back. Yeah, Mark. I should be there. Okay. Our sounds not coming through very well, will she? Alright. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I can hear you now. But I suppose you're happy that this season has come to an end, as many as other Celtic fans. Oh, definitely, definitely. It's been a long half season for us, isn't it? <laughs> Too long. 
It was too long. Too getting dragging on, dragging on till till the end. Once it's so, uh, we're going to move on from hopefully from this season. Um, but who was actually at this meeting on on um, on Thursday? Do we know the between Celtic and the supporters? Do we know who was at this or? I'm not part of that information, but I mean, you just go on Twitter and the usual things people send in. And you know, it's Celtic Trust. Uh, boys were there. Green Brigade were there. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you. So, the, just reading the, the the meeting started off with the, the Celtic board talking about the the quadruple trebles, uh, the positives for Lenin, positives for peace and all. What positives there? Do you think that they were they, they were pointing at uh, Mike? Do you think, right? Oh. I mean, obviously, this, this has been a disaster this season, but over the tenure, they're going to highlight the positives, aren't they? Um, we have had some great positives, you know. I mean, this season aside, you know, it's been a great run. It's been a great run. I mean, it's been very disappointing. There's a lot of reasons for it, but, you know, quadruple trebles, they're always going to highlight the good points, aren't they? You know? Just kind of smooth uh, the meeting off to us. A good start, Mark, isn't this? You know? It's good trying to a wee feel good factor to the beginning of the proceedings into us what they're doing with that, trying to get everybody in a good mood remembering what it used to be like. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, so so there's going to be a new fans forum website where we presume fans will be able to to voice their concerns about the club, their their views of the club. Is this going to make any difference to to Celtic, Brian? Do you think, or will it just be? It, it's like anything else. It's, it's it's as long as we're listened to. You know, you mm-hmm. can set up all these things as much as you like. I mean, for a start, it's proactive. You know, that's you know, there's a lack of communication for us. We've all been screaming that out this season. It's not just the way the season's gone in terms of how bad the football inside's been. You know, there's been no communication with any of us. We've had season tickets bought and paid for. We still don't know what's happening next season. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, we're going to an open mind and see what happens. But hopefully, hopefully there is more communication. Mark, would you like to see, like, that this uh, fans forum website is a, is a new start for the board kind of engaging with the fans? I'd like to see it being that, but I don't think it will be. As Brian says, so much... It's okay. it's a good thing if we're going to keep things on board about it, but I don't imagine that they really will. It'll just be something like oh for me it's just mere PR kind of stuff that really I don't see what what end it's gonna it's no it's just another be fans part in the back kind of thing, I think. Mhm. Uh next is the uh, they talked about the the Stoke Sands facilities, uh, Tommy Bond's uh, statue or tribute. Uh, are we in favour of a Tommy Bond statue outside uh, Celtic Park, or maybe renaming the the training ground after Tommy Bond's bike or? Without a doubt, his his legacy should always live on the Celtic fans for what he's done for the club. He's mm-hmm. man through and through. You know, I'm hundred percent off for right March. Quite champion quite a few times about being in Linux Town. That'd be a tribute, uh, tribute for him. Mark, what about you? Is that too large? Should it be the training ground or both, maybe? 
Don't what Tommy Bond's done for this club, you know? I think he should be both, Paul. The training ground should be named after him, and as I've said before, we've spoken about it in the forum, over time I think Celtic Way should be lined with Celtic Greats and statues and things like that. And Tommy Burns has got to be one of them. And in years to come, Scott Brown will probably be one of them as well. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see something done for Tommy Burns before even something is kind of considered for Scott Brown, Mark, oh, No, definitely. I'm talking about years to come. I mean, like, Jimmy McGromney could have a statue. Do you know what I mean? Through the years, they've started and then we'll be long gone, hopefully, by the time they're talking about putting a statue up for Scott Brown, but I'm talking about in the future, the things like that, that's the way I would work it. Uh, no, it's... Uh, exactly. Uh, no, it's, it's Dominic McCoy is starting to speak. He mentioned that his first day at the club is when the, the European Super League started. Uh, Celtic need to be ready for changes in football. Uh, wanted to meet the fans as soon as possible, he told Peter Lorne. Uh, profoundly disappointed with this season. Suffocating, uh, suffocating for going for 10 in a row. Uh, less of a focus for success. Competing for Europe. So, do, do, do you think, Brian, that Dominic McCoy sees that the the club maybe have failed it, it, in a in the direction they were going for tennis the row by his comments there? Well, you know, he, he, he'd be naive not to address it exactly. You know, it's not, it's not his fault. He knows how we're, well, he should know how we're feeling, even if he doesn't, he doesn't. That's the way he should be approaching it. He should be reaching out to us. You know, this season should have been all about tennis in a row. And this conversation should be really about how we're going to progress from tennis in a row. Now it's, mm-hmm. now it's step back and start again. You know, we should, we should be having conversations here about progression in Europe and so forth, but we're not. We need to get the lead back. Exactly. Mark, do you have anything there? The, the, the first kind of things that's... Just, uh, we'll see. Uh, look, guys like Dominic McKay, as we said about uh, Dermot Desmond, it's, we'll, we'll know him we'll by his actions and his words. I mean, it's just basically something said what everybody already knew there. But he's got to, he's got to address it. It's a fair point for what he has said. And I don't think anybody would uh, disagree with what he's basically saying. But... Uh, uh, the thing is, well, what's his next step about changing it? That's more important to the fans than who's and what, what's his, his opinion, what's been on his Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, they were, they were talking about the, the managerial position. He mentioned there's lots happening. Frustrating is taking so long. We're making progress. Uh, he's on about engaging deeply with supporters. Big challenge from the our noisy neighbours this season, uh, making sure that uh, making sure that Celtic are going to make the right choice in manager. Do, 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 do you think they already have the manager in place, Brian? Considering that he it, 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 it seems to be. I mean, it's, 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 it's reading between the lines. And it's, it's quite there to see that how's nailed on for it. Um, if it's somebody else and. It's either going to be somebody left wing out of nowhere or it's going to be one of the, the usual suspects that have been championed about. But no, I, I think it's going to be how. Um, I'm not too concerned that it's not been announced yet. It's more a case of that's the season finished now. So move forward for that. Let Scott Brown have his, his, his adulation this week and what have you and then move on from there. And, and that you think like, he's saying like 
uh, our noisy neighbours are making noise this season. Are you expecting a big name manager like Eddie Howe to be announced to put, put Rangers back into a box next season, basically? I can't have a foot to take it. Take the headlines off of them for a change. I, I, I think it's going to be. I agree with Welshian. Barry, Barry's adamant that it's going to agree with that. It's going to be Eddie Howe. And look, he's a. It's basically trying to keep it in the background that's going to happen. It is. It's a strange one, isn't it? Like, maybe it is Eddie Howe, and maybe we'll actually find out more tomorrow if, if Bormis. Don't qualify for the playoffs final. Maybe that's the reason they're waiting is because he wants his backroom staff from Bournemouth. Uh, I don't see how that was told the deal up, Paul, and just announcing. Mm-hmm. No, he's coming, he's coming. Like I said, the, the stories came out about, oh, he's still getting paid for Bournemouth to the end of the season. Well, that's fair enough, but Celtic is not able to finish. Eddie Howe, once the contract with Bournemouth is finished, he'll start with Celtic. We do it with players, you saying players six months before the contract's finished and you can announce it. So I don't see, if it is that, I don't, maybe some kind of legal disclosure how you need contracts or something that's stopping it, but if it is that, it's a bit silly to be playing games and dancing about it. I'm all for this more of a press thing, more of a, you know, let them have their day, move on and then make it all about us moving forward. You know? Yeah, just like, get the season finished with let them have their day and then Celtic will go right do do the right business in the right way then Brian kind of a thing yeah uh, next on the on the meeting is um, the, he talked about the, the structure of the club that the club needs to be modernised uh, the quality of our structure needs to keep involving with the club with, with the modern modernising with football to succeed. Focus on manager first, he says, and also keep um, evolving in other departments. Right, do you not think under piece of law that the, the, the club has not moved forward maybe to modernise it and go with the, the different... Uh, to be honest with you, I think he, he, you know, the money's been made, the club have been successful domestically, we can't complain about that. Me, I just thought, I've just felt that we've always just kept them at arm's length. To me, Lowell sees the business side of things and and the old firm caption, so to speak. You know, that just seems to be that he he's always wanted that to be relevant in my eyes, just to keep the finances the way they should be for, for Celtic. He has no ambition of moving forward in Europe. It's just keep them at arm's length. But we're bigger than that. We should be better than that. We should have more ambition than that. So hopefully, you know, the sound bites coming out and that's what they're saying, then hopefully they can carry it forward. Mm-hmm. Mark, you're anything there what he's saying about the kind of structure of the club? Oh, well, I think we all agree. We all know that it's not been modernised and kept as up to date as it should be. And Brian's spot on there. Celtic just have settled just in front of them for so long. And without looking at the bigger picture of where we could have been. And it just... Uh, small, small mindedness, small mindedness in the, the, the outlook and the planning and... Wait, as Brian says, we're a lot bigger than that. We should have buried them. We should have buried them even over the last three or four years when they came back up to the league. Just but Lowell dropped the ball. That's totally for me. It comes down to Peter Lowell. I keep saying that, but it really does. 
And even he's talking about like improving market kind of in every department. Like, like do you think he's on about maybe the scouting system there, the the youth academy, who we all know that is failing so badly this season, you know? Everything's need an overhaul, Paul. Even the PR, even the PR to the club, the way they treat the fans, things like that. Every department's need modernised and brought up to date and brought up to a better standard than it's been for the last 18 months or so. The only, the only thing I saw from, from the, the, the PR department this year was ex-players or this player's happy birthdays coming out on the... The Twitter thing is a pure embarrassment at times, it really is. Which is a shame because you've got poor JP on and he's ex-pelters. You know, and he he always comes on. He'll always answer your questions. He'll always do what he can, and he seems to be the the, the focal point for everything that comes at the Celtic at the minute. And it's, you know, somebody needs to help him. Mm-hmm. I suppose to me, kind of benefit myself and you, Mark, did know until till till Barry taught us was that by Dominic McKay being a Celtic supporter, he knows how the fans actually feel that the, the board aren't communicating with the fans, Mark, isn't it? Sorry, say that again. Say that again. Like, we, myself and you didn't know that uh, Dominic McCoy was a season ticker hold for Celtic for years. No, I didn't, know. And and he actually, maybe he actually knows, being a Celtic supporter, how quiet uh, the, the board have been with the fans, you know, the last couple of years, you know? Well, if he didn't know, he'll certainly know about it now. Mm-hmm. This, this should just be one person's opinion, though, when it goes to this. You know, surely there must be board meetings, there used to be, must be PR meetings and all sorts. I mean, obviously, somebody gets the final say in what happens. But, you know, is there a, is there a collective uh, meetings going on where they just say, oh, we're not selling this, we're not selling this, we're not selling this, we're not selling that? We don't seem to get nothing from the club whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Even with the disaster mark when Peace Lord came out uh, and he apologised for Dubai. And then you had Lenin coming out then defending it. Like, there was totally miscommunication there, Mark, wasn't there? Uh, that was another PR disaster. For a start, I don't think Peter Lowe did anything to apologise for, Paul. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. through that a hundred times and it's in the past. Now, but yeah. it, it, was, it was just a, another big boo-boo, a big cluster. I can't even want to swear, but you know, another disaster when your manager's saying one thing, your CEO saying something totally different. Mm-hmm. So next, they started talking about getting fans back into the stadium next season. They're, they're, they stated they're working closely with the Scottish Football Association. They're working with the government. The government, uh, Dave McCoy says he wants to meet some local authorities uh, about actions from other clubs representing football in general. Uh, Dominic McCoy wants... Uh, to communicate with fans more about getting back into the stadium. Why this really affects you? As like, do you know anything about going into the stadium next season yourself, or no, or anything like? None, none whatsoever. I mean, being between the lines, at the end of the day, it's, it's going to be governed by the Scottish government. There. It's not going to be a Celtic decision. Um, but obviously, these meetings need to take place. Trial events, possible. I don't know. There's, you know, there's lots of events going on at the minute with us. The silly thing is you can sit next to each other and watch the snooker, but you can't go to your football matches down two metres apart. It's, uh, mm-hmm. but, but it is what it is. We're just going to find what's going on. Um, but as for next season, what I took from that was, was there was something said about 
those that will get back in, say, say 10% or whatever it might be, it was it was more down to the fact that it wouldn't be postcode related. I found that quite interesting, you know, because I've sort of taken it for granted that once there's a percentage going in, they're not going to have this travel from all over the place. It's going to be local people as such. But that was quite interesting to hear. So we'll see what comes from that. Or would that affect you massively then, Brian, yeah? Of course it will be. I mean, I'm, I'm 300 miles from Glasgow. Uh, so, you know... I'll even affect supporters club as well because if you think about it as well, if we take 12, 13, 14 people up on a bus and only two get to go, it's going to affect how the transport situation and stuff like that. So it's going to be interesting going forward to see. I mean, look, obviously, we'll take whatever we can get and we'll go whenever we can. But it's going to be interesting going forward to see how it pans out. Uh, next topic was in. When I started reading through this yesterday, it, it was uh, the season take take renewals, and so so the season take renewals will be out at the end of May. They they won't have a sale uh, proposition position on them. Then then it's where the 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 club basically start come out and start begging. So season take renewals are twenty five million pounds match day tickets are 43 to 44% of revenue to give £200 refund to every season ticket holder is is roughly at, at a cost to £10 million to the club basically if we don't get 53,000 season tickets fully paid then recruitment of, of the calibre of players we're going to have for next season will be affected but that's a real like Pay or you won't get the players you want, kind of a thing, uh, Brian, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I mean I, that's, to me, that's one of the hardest things. Uh, that, that, you know, I don't think there's any need for that threat statement, to be honest with you. Um, we're not daft, we all know that the stomach state revenue and the season ticket revenue goes a long way towards the bank balance. But, you know, if you look at the individual fan, you're, you're, you're looking at people now who maybe can't afford to go, don't know how they're going to pay it, or are, they going to, are we going to pay again without knowing if we're going to get in and what have you. I mean, individual people's circumstances, in all fairness, should come above and beyond what we're going to find. Mark, what's your thoughts on the, on the season ticket renewals t- situation? Mark, you there? Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, I can see if you can see if we both sides of the argument, but, but if Brian says we know where the money's going, they didn't need to bring that into it. Into it. Do you know? We need the money for, if we want to buy players. Fans are not daft. We know that. Uh, but it's like we keep saying it. It's with this epidemic. People losing their jobs. And that. It's a lot of money for people to lay out when they don't know what they're going to be getting for it. We shouldn't be put in a position of particularly people who have gone whether it's one season or ten seasons or whatever it might be. They they shouldn't be going, Oh, I can't afford it. You know, somebody, somebody will take that season ticket if you give it up and then the money will come in to the club. But then these people who are regulars and, and need the finances and wanna be expecting them, to me that's you know, that that's just show more about what the club's about. That's that's the ethos of the club in my eyes, you know. Should be, should be looking after the fans. Mark, do you think there was any point to this meeting the other day? Because nothing came out of it to what we already knew was going, what, what was happening in the club. It, it just seems to be 
the same old kind of conversations that that we've been talking about here on the podcast. You know. Well, that's really all it is. Well, at least the clubs reached change. They were there. To, they were there. And they answered questions. They the best they could. But again, it's just it's always a trying to protect the image and not let things leak out. That seems to be just put Celtic all the time. They don't like any any leaks at all getting up anything. And, it, was, it was, you know, just a bit of transparency, you know, tell us what's happening, what's going forward. It just kind of, you know? just kind of discussed it, the main points, and as, as Paul, Paul said there, it was just basically what we're sitting saying the news, we've been saying for weeks on the podcast and on the forum, and all the fans have been saying on Twitter, and then it just came out and discussed it around it with the wee usual part in the read about how important the fans are and how that kind of... It's the kind of Rangers kind of churning their David statements. They don't really say anything, but they're, they're there, do you know what I mean? They're there for you to read or listen to, and, but they don't actually say anything. So, to be like... I, I, I'm not a season ticker holder, as you know, but like to be a season ticker holder and not knowing who the manager is, yes not knowing where the club is going forward because of this distrust. It's really a difficult time to be a season taker holder playing in this, you know? Uh, not knowing where the club is at the moment, you know? You know, I look, I look at it a different way. The, the money is the, the decisions and who's coming in, who's not coming in, is not going to affect me personally as to why or when I buy my season ticket. That's, you know, it's not a, it's not a selling point for me. Celtics was what the season ticket's all about. Um, so, you know, from that point of view, I think it is. It's I can see why there needs to be some good publicity around the club going forward now. Uh, there needs to be a feel-good factor. You know, there's, there's a, obviously there's a lot of people out there who who won't make that decision with, depending on who the manager is. You know, they'll, they'll wait for that decision is made. So it's, it's it's just how the, the club want to play it out. Um, it's difficult to just notice, but at the end of the season, it's... Steering competition into it, Brian, like, who's going to blink first? What's that, that? Who's going to buy the tickets to find out who the manager is? And the club are saying, well, we're not telling you who the manager is, then. That, that's it. I mean, I keep harping on about it all the time. I mean, me, the most important thing about the season ticket is more the case of how much is it going to be? And, you know, you know what are we going to get for it? Is there anything going to come back for the next season which they're saying there isn't going to be? So going forward next season, do we do we go back into it again? You know, do we miss five games, ten games, twenty games the whole season? It's it's that that's the most important thing for me in terms of the season ticket. Like, no, actually, who the manager's going to be? I mean, from my point of view, it doesn't matter who it's going to be. As soon as I get back up, then I'll be getting in. You know. Think that's one of your main concerns is that when you're going to get back into the stadium, Brian, it no matter like your your Celtic supporter, you don't you don't. Care who the manager. Well, that's it. it has to be. I mean, in all fairness, I mean, you go back and you look at like, it. We're happy with the kids at the start of the season. We know where the money went, but you know, my season ticket. We're just speaking about these personally. My, my season ticket money this year went to Celtic, and I got nothing in the for That's the way I see it, right? But that's, that's fine. I got no issues with that. But going to the next season, go forward. You know, for some people, six, five, six, seven hundred pound. That can go a long way. The holiday it could be. A, Something you're doing up in your house, it could be the kids, it could be clothes, it could be a 
that's it's a million and one things. So it's the uncertainty around that 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 that's more important to me. It could fill your jacuzzi up in your back garden, I think. Sorry, if you feel me, I'm standing up staring at it right now and the sun's out, so we'll make it better. I'll have to do one of the podcasts I'm in the jacuzzi. So, first. Camera make sure the camera. I've built the fence high as well. Well, Mark, do you think, like, hopefully this is the start? By the way, this, these things were things that Dominic McKay said that he knows the club needs to move forward. So I think, do you think maybe he came in and th- maybe that's like, remember at the start, fans were calling him out after his first 10 days in the job. Uh, fans were saying, like, why isn't he making a statement and stuff? I just think he was actually looking at the, the club from behind and see where he needs to improve. I know he knows where he's improved. He's there to come out and say these things. Oh, I think, oh, no, I think you're right there, Paul. He's been in there and I look under the bonnet, as the saying goes, and that's what he's seen in the space of a couple of weeks. I mean, that rugby, I'm not, I don't really follow rugby, but I mean, the, the rugby always gets good press, so you can you know what I mean. So he knows what he's seen when it comes to things like that and maximising the coverage that you're, you're going to get and the right things, the way things should be run. Right. Well, like I said, the rugby gets good PR. I mean, we've spoken about it before, you know, in this day and age, social media platforms and everything else, there's a perfect, what happens this season just happens, it's finished. We need to go forward now and build forward and to do that, create a feel-good factor, get out the start of the season. And what better way to do that is to, to get things going and addressing people's questions and and getting on the social media and what have you, and, and you know, just, just start building something up for next season and put that like, last season to bed. It's not going to happen overnight. I think a lot of fans are thinking one day they're going to wake up and everything in the garden is going to be rosy. It's, it's going to take time to get the, the scouting department that up to speed and things like that. It'll take time. You'll not see the, the benefits, any changes to that for a few months, well, maybe a year anyway, I wouldn't think. No, Never going to make a difference. 
to, and it's just, there's no planning, there's no thought went into it, and it's just money driven. That's all that really Celtic, Celtic's been, I know they need to make money, but that's what they've been more driven as raising a foot, do you get what I mean? Mere than, than being run like a football team, it was merely just making money, buying and selling players, but taking the cheap option as Brian says all the time. But that Tony, I'm not convinced that we, I think, I said it before, I think he would have been Edward's replacement. It's even Edward was saying, that then Law will pull the plug on that. I, I think that's what happened there. Mm hmm. That kind of really backed, that was kind of the really, the backfire, the piece Law was not not letting these players go for a good bit of money, Mac, and, and, and replace them. That kind of really backfired on, on Celtic this season, didn't this? He done, you know? done what we wanted. As Brian said earlier, we were delighted when the transfer window shut with the players that we'd kept and the players that we'd brought in, and it just didn't work out for us. One thing that kind of was wasn't mentioned in this meeting, Brian, was that it didn't come out was the director of football. Do you think we're actually going to appoint director of football, or are we slowly going to concentrate on the first team manager first? Um. You know, I think the managers obviously, I say we've touched on that, Eddie Howe, I think it's going to be uh, director of football. In the, when, you, when you look at Don, Don McKay's background of rugby, you know, hopefully his, his remit there is, is the finances and the PR and everything else. And and the director of football coming in has got to be the way forward then for, for taking the club forward, you know, down through the years. You know, he's spoken on previous podcasts about you know, when the manager comes in, the manager moves. I mean, let's make no bones about it. Eddie, say for instance, Eddie Howe comes in, he wins two trebles, and all of a sudden he's back to the road where the promised land for these people is the director of football stays in place and the continuity keeps going. You know, that, that, that's modern football. You're going to talk about modern football. That's modern yeah, football. That's what he's talking about, Fred. That's modern football that he's, he's kind of talking about. You need longevity, you need long-term plans. You can't just plan for season after season. And in all fairness, that's, that's what Lowell's done over the last few years. It's, let's get next season, let's win it. Let's get next season, let's win it. And it's been expected rather than planned for. You know, there has been no, no project. I mean, you look, at, you look at this season just now and you, you, you've got to look at the players like Edward, Ayer, Testy. You know, we're losing half a team at the end of this season. Three years ago, this should have been right 10 of those coming up. But these players will hopefully, you know, hopefully win. The profile's high, and off they go, and then the plan is in place for moving forward. But we're starting again. Mm-hmm. See, that's poor planning for me, Brian. See, the, for so many players last year of their contract, so we need to tell them. Lovell's known that's been happening for two, at least two years. So we felt the team with own players as well. Instead, exactly. of, you know what I mean? We've not got a right back. So there we're looking for a right back as well as centre back. He should have, a a right back should have been bought last summer, or even the summer before that. In place. So, and the thing as well is now we're all packed fathers. We don't even know what Eddie's value is. We don't know what Christie's value. You know, he, he came into a ten of the rows here. But he won the league this year and they banged in thirty goals and his profile's high. It's top dollar. We don't know what the, the market's going to be. And plus the fact there is, he wants to go. You know, it's not a case of somebody chatting on saying, "Well, oh, this guy's on fire. We're going to." Pay a lot of money for them. They can, they can name their prices. These clubs in the Valley Celtic name their prices. Exactly, especially when they're kind of in their, their last year of their contracts as well, as well, Brian, and, and they actually don't want to be in the club. So Celtic are really in a position kind of to accept any golfer, really, Mark. Do you think? No, I wouldn't think so. 
a Celtic will still be looking for serious money for Edward. Edward, yeah, but like so maybe they'll still be looking for good money for Ayer as well. Christy, I don't know. I think the problem there is is whether the clubs are getting to a prison war, isn't it? You know. You you yeah, you expect like with rumours go go with Edward that there's Aston Villa now kinda came into the fold today, then you have Newcastle supposedly, West Ham, Arsenal, you'd like to see kind of a bit and walk kinda going on between those clubs for Edward as well, Brian, would you? Don't care if it's Barnsley or whatever. Pay if they pay top money and take them. Well, even, no, the teams over in France will keep an eye on him as well. He'll, the French, he'll probably, Celtic fans are okay, but no slating him. Just saying he's had a bad season, but that doesn't mean he's a bad player. He's still a guy as well, and that's a, just this season. You know, if you look at the France that under 21, he's been, what is he, the top goal scorer there now? You know, his, his profile's still high from that point of view. Do you think it? Do you think that in the next couple of days, Brian, we're going to see the the, the new manager in place, or does it have to be next week, or is it going to be the end, the, the first week in June? Do you think? Or? Um, I, I think I think you know, time normally tells with these things. It's it will be soon. We we need to try and take somebody's attention away from him. Although, although after yesterday's events, leave the attention on him at the minute. Um, <laughs> But you know, but, but you know, Celtic is a PLC. It's a big club. It's a, you know, it's, it's everything else. There, there needs to be something good coming from the club now. It's a, you know, I pick me up, and I think, you know, for most people, it's going to be the manager. It's a bit of excitement then, isn't it? Because once you know, once you know your manager's in place, you sort of get an idea as to, you know, perhaps who he's going to not who's going to sign, but you know, what type of player he looks for and things like that. You know, we need to get a bit of excitement in the place. You you kind of know what what way direction the the first team is going to be playing next season, more than the the manager that we pick, and that you know. I mean, once once the managers announced, that's it's like a snowball effect, isn't it? You start talking about players, you start talking about well, off the same time we should do this and do that. There's at least something to look forward to. Start as Brian says, look forward. What we're going to be playing like that. Uh, they need, it needs to be happening soon. It's dragging on and dragging on. And then, since the end of May, the season ticket renewals will be... Because I, I think that was one of the reasons why they failed backing them, because they're usually out in April. I think that was one of the reasons, because they didn't have a manager in place or were able to announce it. You know, the biggest picture, the Euros, the Euro qualifiers coming up, as well, they come ticking fast. You know, and, and, and that's a good way of getting the ground running. Get ready for them. Scotland, didn't they? No, no, them. Don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the UAE. Where do we go in this? I don't even know. Did we get Champions League this year? Is it qualified this year, Champions League, or that next season? No, we still get qualified for the Champions League this year. Right, there you go. So that's, that, that's what we need to be looking for. Yeah, the, like, realistically, like, like the, the Champions League quad for is are only around the corner, like so. They 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 need the club need to kind of be kind of acting in the next couple of weeks, don't they? Or, or maybe sooner, do you think? Well, the thing with that as well is a lot. We need that many players, but how many players are going to 
Well, wait a minute, I'm not turning up as early as that for pre-season training. Mm-hmm. You've, you've, also got, you've also got the, Euro, the Euros themselves coming on. You know, we're players who, in the background, we, we could be looking at. Eh? So other players will be thinking, I'm not coming to any clubs at the minute, because if I have a good Euros, that's my money right up. Exactly. Right, there were some talks about... Uh, there was rumours and myself and Mark discussed them with uh, a few guests on the show previously that Peter Laurel is supposed to stay on as a consultant to Dominic McCoy. Do you have any thoughts on that or should Dominic McCoy just have a clean slate and be his own man at the club? To be honest, that should be a decision for Dominic McCoy. You know, if that's, if that's if he's looking for guidance and advice and, and everything else, I've got no issues with that whatsoever. As long as he's, you know, People need to get a structure of who's doing what in the club. You know, and the football side needs to be one thing and the business side needs to be another. And, you know, let's not make no bones about it. Lovell's, as much as we slight him and everything else, you know, he's, he's, he's pretty astute on the business side, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Mark, you made your comments about that, that Lowell should actually step aside and let Dominic McCoy be his own man and go what he's If he's just going to be like a consultant, say, on the end of the phone for Dominic McKay to phone up and things like that. I don't see any problem with that. Because mm-hmm. nobody knows, knows how Celtic works better than Peter Lowe. Nobody knows how Celtic runs better than Peter Lowe. So if it's just a consultancy role, which is a case of, even if it's a wee pe- to- pension top-up or whatever, and it's just to be on the end of the phone for Dominic McKay whenever he needs them, there's no problem. I've got any problem with that. As long as it's Dominic McKay that's... But he's taking advice to Peter Lowe and then putting his own thought in it and coming to his own conclusions. Don't see any problem at all with it. Like Dominic McCoy make the final decision and not make taking Peter Lowe's decision maybe on transfers or anything like that, like you know? No. No, don't take no no nothing to do with football side of things. I wouldn't be looking at what Peter Lowe have any kind of say on that. And we all say we hope it's a director of football that's making the decisions in the future. But the actual business side of things and that, I think it, it could have a lot worse than have the phone number of Peter Lowell if you're trying to make a go of business. He'd be naive, you know, it's, you know, like you say, as long as it's his decision, you know, for something he wants to know, he wants advice, whatever it might be, and he makes his own conclusions at the end of that advice, then, you know, that, you know t- take away the football side of things. He's coming into from the, the, the business, and, you, you know, anybody that can help in the business side of things, it's been naive, not you, them. <laughs> and going by the with with the players leaving the the season, Brian, is that added pressure on Dominic McCoy that the, they we've never kind of been in a position like this before that so many players are leaving? Is has he come into Celtic at a bad time, Dominic McCoy, or is there no time bad to Celtic? He's coming into Celtic. You know, he's, he's obviously. His eyes wide open as to what he's coming into in terms of the size of the club and everything else. Um, it, probably the transition would have been a lot easier had we been gone for a 10 in a row season and, and everybody's happy and moving on and everything else. But so he's, he's got a big job to do. Um, so people get paid big money and they're obviously get paid big money to do these jobs for a reason. So it's a, it'll be interesting going forward. It's, it's, it's very difficult to make an opinion on Dominic Kai just now. It's just a case of. You know, he's the man. Let's see what he does and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's that sums it up, Mark. It's hard to make an opinion about Dominic McCoy at the moment. 
Uh, uh, we don't really know much about him. Well, once he starts making decisions, that's when we'll know. Do you get what I mean? I keep saying that about him and Desmond. We'll, we'll know them by their actions rather than their putting in their wee, wee interviews with fan kind of things. But I think it's a great time to come into Celtic. Is that as whatever you're going to be doing? Because it's a for me, it's a clean slate. It's a clean board. You can if you're coming in as a new CEO, you're coming in with good money already, contract wise with your sponsorship and all that. The club ticks over well. It ticks over brilliant when things are going well on the park, but the club ticks over well even when the things are only going well on the park. So basically, Dominic McKay's just, it's not really, he's not got that much today apart from make appointments for things to get better. What we're more, more interested in, the football side. Do you know what I mean? It's, I, I don't really want to be picking up a paper and hearing about Dominic McKay. And and the the manager and stuff like that, Mark. That, that that's what we want to hear. The, the fans, you know, we don't want to be as fans being called out. Like this statement that that came out there the other day, like that, that's the same stuff really that we've been hearing the last couple of days. I want to hear about new manager players coming forward. Who's where we where we are now? Like we, I want to know what players are leaving, what players we're going to have. One thing we don't want to hear is what you said. What we said the other day. We, we, we don't want to be hearing we need you to buy your books because we need the money to invest into the team and this, that, and the other. That's that's not the we want to hear. Mm-hmm. You expect that for your like Kilmarnocks and teams like that, isn't it? Really, yeah. that really, really rely on the kind of fans' money to buy. I mean, they're, they're saying it cost it would cost ten million. Well, if you qualified for a Champions League last year, you could have taken that money. Do you get what I mean? Ten million is a lot of money to Celtic and Scottish football. But when you look at the money the big teams are getting in England and things like that, it would be ten million giving that back to our fans would be nothing to them. It would be a good will gesture. You look at the credit facility Celtic must have as well, and, and ten million over so many years. It's, you know, it's not like ten million. That's ten million. When, when Celtic dealing that kind of money, it's, it's dealt with over years. You know, they they could swallow that over however many years. That's that's the way I yeah. Do you think over what you said, like the, the Champions League qualifiers, do we do you think that Dominic McCoy will will make that kind of a, a main priority, making sure we get into the group stages, Brian? I think that's what Desmond comes in. You know, that's where the, the, the money side of things come in. I mean it's, it's I don't think Dominic, you need to know what the budget is and everything else for going forward. And we, have, we need to hit the ground running. We need to hit the ground running next season. And, and what better way than getting the manager in, getting the players in, and moving forward for the qualifiers coming up and then going to start the season with a feel good factor about the place. Um, you know. Yeah. So so we spoke about the players, so many players that need to come into the club. It's, 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 You've just got to put your hands up and say, right, let's get excited and see what happens next season. But until the club start making decisions, it's just difficult to know which way we're going to go. Exactly. Mark? I, th- I think the Champions League is a bit maybe too far for us this, this coming season with the amount of new, the upheaval, the new manager, the amount of players to come and go. I think qualifying for the Champions League will be a big ask, especially when it's so tight between, you know, it's so tight at time. 
to try and get so many yeah. players in the door, try and get them working as a team and that. It's probably good enough to, like, the weird teams, like, you get in the early round of qualifiers, but when it gets to the nitty gritty, I think we could be in trouble. But for me, it's about getting a team on the park that's going to win as a league back next year. That's the thing for me. Which, exactly. The window, get the title. I mean, we don't know when they cut, obviously, when you can sign players that can play in your Champions League qualifiers and all that carry on. So, but for the month, we've got to be looking at me like the start of the season and the, the transfer window. We need to have a, we need to be settled and playing well. And Brian says, hit the ground running, get some wins under our belt at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Brian, uh, anything else do you want to say before we move no, on? Perfect. Brian, as always, thanks very much for, for coming on, Mark. Oh, pleasure. Thank you. Thanks much, Brian. Thanks again. Right. Take care. So, next, next on the show, we're going to talk about this season as a whole. Uh, John uh, United on from the the forum will be will be joining us and we're just going to have a brief discussion about where we went wrong this season and we're going to look at a few stats and look at our points our points our goal difference and stuff like that. So, uh, is John with us, Mark? Just calling him a new Paul. You know, before we just start, uh, uh, just a few stats for this season's. Celtic have only got six points away from home this season against the top four teams. Two defeats against Rangers, as we know, and uh, the rest were draws, Mark. That's that's a very bad... Oh, it's really poor when you read it like that, Paul. You know? You don't win leagues with any kind of stats. I think, mm-hmm. that's, I think that's John there. Are you there, John? I'm here, buddy. I'm here. Hi, John. Thanks for coming on, bud. Anyway, he's fucked, hasn't he, again? No, any problem. John, I suppose like you're happy, like all of us, that, that that this season is finished. But you know, how bad was it for you, being being a Celtic supporter this season? How how we crumbled? It's too bad. It's far too bad. I can just to see all your celebrations yesterday. Uh, just to know the the show the show the show they had. So I can remember when we stopped ten or all the street parties we had in the thousands came out with. And the joy was going through us that day, just to see all that yesterday. But they were going through, and it shouldn't have been like that. It could have been stoked. If it was Zura and downfall, we done it with himself. We shot ourselves in the foot, and we could have stoked it. Uh, it, was just stu- it was just stupid decisions. Tough decisions it was. Do you take Mark Hoffey that maybe Darren Desmond was seeing these celebrations yesterday, and he reacted the same way he acted when he appointed Martin and Elon Brendan Rogers? Oh. You know? Fingers crossed anyway. It wasn't, it wasn't pretty to see at all last night's scenes in Glasgow, but eh, as John says, there I was ready to call you Barry there again. As John says, it's, it's tough to watch them. I mean, they're entitled to celebrate, they're not entitled to trash a place and that, but it's, it should have been us celebrating 10 in a row. We didn't win the league, we lost that league, we lost that. We haunted them. I've said that on paper, player for player, on, on their day, we would annihilate any team in Scotland, and it's just no harm this season for the reasons that we've been through a hundred times. <laughs> I, I say, we are left to see racings, and I've seen the new thoughts and the feelings, and these players that's created these scenes are going to be away in the summer to their big contracts and to their fans' league, they want to go to. 
you know, an afterthought of this club. This, this is an historic club. When you go. Oh, boy, like 36 games, right? We won 22, we drew 11, we lost 5. Uh, that that seems to be our main concern, Mark, is, is the drawing games. You know, we're, we're not able to kill off games or, you know, that, 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 that was a that was one of the problems under Tommy Burns. We drew too many games. At least under Tommy Burns, it was good football we watch. They knew the team's limitations then. This team are coming off the back of a quadruple treble. And we add it, we get stronger. We didn't weak, weak ourselves over a transfer window. We get stronger, if anything. But just when it came, the players just didn't turn up. Uh, 29 goals conceded. Uh, most of our goals I was I was looking at, and it, it's been a big issue this season was uh, our failure to defend set pieces, John, and that that, see, that was a big concern for me this season was that every free kick that was in and around the box was uh, was like a penalty against Celtic, wasn't it? Oh, it's every time I get a set piece in a corner, it was like I was shutting my eyes and turning away and just expecting to open them and see where I go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, um, the way, that's the feeling I was getting off it was like a goal and a lot of times it was a goal this, this probably won't surprise you but I, I said I'd check it up because we talked about him before while people were talking about him when the live chance form was was lax 22 fouls he committed outside Celtic Box last season 22 fouls is that what, what he what he made last season uh, this season outside Celtic Box and compared Compared to the rest from then, I think Taylor's only about eight or ten. Like that's some difference, you know. Like I can't believe how bad Laxal is. I can't believe he plays for AC Milan. Mm-hmm. Just, I've, it just does. It just doesn't look like a, a high-level footballer to me anyway. I think that's the reason they've put him to us for the season, Mark, and also he's on the last season ah. as well. I think they've just put him up. Can I get him off the books and get my way for the squad and just can I get him somewhere? I didn't even know he'd been out on loan the season before that. Not was it, no, it was Atlanta or something he was saying. Maybe mm-hmm. it rang, maybe the season before that. No, I know you say that. I think that rings a bell when he signed that good season to put it on loan. But I remember, as that just shows you, but I mean, who scouted him for AC Milan? To actually see how we'll sign him. Was that the back of the, 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 the last uh, World Cup in Copa America? That's where they signed him. You know, like that, that, that's that's true. What, what what Brian was saying there, like you know, like average players could be playing in these European Championships next in in the summer, and they could have a European a great European Championships, and and they, then they'll come on, they'll be on big wages, and then they just don't work out at a big club, and that's the same with Laxell at, at AC Milan, and he came to us, and we actually saw at Celtic that he actually isn't a great player, Mark, you know. I was a terrible player, but that's been on for years. Did Liverpool, I can remember Liverpool saying somebody a few, getting back a while right enough, after the World Cup, my boy was a star in the World Cup. Yes, I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an African guy, I think it was, for one of the African nations. But once he came, he was just garbage, he never, never kicked on, never looked as if he was, didn't it just look like a football player? But that's Laxdale for me, he's I'd put Lax out as one of the worst players I've seen in a Celtic jersey. I honestly would. Would you would you kind of put him up there as well, John Laxell as one of the worst players? 
Possibly. Aye, possibly. At the start, I kind of seen a wee something, which is just the way he was way going forward, like that, and a bit of flair that he's got something, but then you just seen the defensive thing, you're like, no, he's not got it, he's, he's not for us. That's maybe AC Milan, mate, I seen at the start, and they've, they've sighted him, and then just kind of regretted the effort, and that's what they've put him out on loan a few times. Whereas if we took him a permit instead of alone this season, we'd have, obviously we'd have been the same, seen a regret that a bit. Fair enough, we lost the league, like, but it's the way we lost the league. Ah, uh, it's, it's the way we've been doing a fight, so like we just slam on these uh, and just let them do what they want. And the fans were, I, I was one of the fans that was kind of a, I was blind to it. No blind, I was just kind of a, like, oh, it was Neil Lennon and just no, that is stone behind him. And a lot of fans were calling out at the start, change needs, change needs, change needed. And just like the board just kind of, as if like, one of the last things, it's happening, this is what's happening, this season, it's happening. They didn't try and change it and try and fight or try and salvage it or anything. It was just like, it's gone, that's it. Just, just let it fizzle out and that was it. And a lot of fans seen it away before Christmas and calling it out. And I never made any effort to change it. And we got to Jan and never made any effort. We just got uh, John Joe Kenny in and loan and there was no effort at all to try and put a fight against them and just keep going and fight them to the end. But it was just like, I could just let the season end and give me a title. That's the way I feel. Could have been a could have I think there could have been a chance if the the, the Celtic ball reacted in, in January uh, sorry December and January and released Lennon from his contract early. Do you think we could have had maybe a better fight or was it just down to the players as well not giving up or well you know? if we changed the manager maybe these players would have knuckled in and started performing better but it's it's, it's all ifs and buts do you know what I mean maybe, did Peter Lowe Dermot Desmond think that Oh, Lennon was capable of turning it round. That the team, they knew the team was better than it was, and they just needed to click to make things start happening again. If mm-hmm. the manager and the players had knuckled down, I would have been still, I'd have been confident we'd have only won the league. I'll put it that way. A good manager with the players playing well and playing up, playing their capabilities would have pushed us for the league title this year. The thing is, in January as well, we still had three games in one day, so that's basically an important is if we win them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Going by that, like, so one major position that really kind of let us down this season was our goalkeeper situation, and I've never saw a team without no injuries playing three keepers, and look, this is where it goes, it's, uh, it's Barquez, in, in the, this is only the Premier League, oh, I'm not counting Europe now, anything like that. Uh, Premier League, he played 15 games. He actually made 14 saves that I can't remember. Uh, goals conceded is 10. Bain made 18, 18, 18 appearances. He made... That's made 14 saves. 14 saves. Yeah. Paul, I, I could save off last week. Did you see it? A nice save for off. Did you see him group about a 40 like Ashley Swan that got to right? Um. So I don't know. I'd be counting here, Mac. Maybe the ball rolling on the on the floor, and he picking it up, and it counts as a save. You know, so uh, Bain made nine saves. He conceded eight. Has had five, four saves, and one goal against. That that's really for 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 three keepers. Like none of them kind of established themselves this season, and need a new keeper next season. We, well, we spoke to Mark about, but John, do you think it's a position that we need to improve next season? Keeper, are you happy with these three for next season? Oh, definitely the goalkeeper. He's a commanding goalkeeper. I saw it, number one, it's when he came in, command his box and command the spec after defence. And I, just, I don't know who's out there we can go for. I, I brought up the form with Begovic, obviously, if it's Eddie Hill, it's maybe Eddie Hill. And obviously, 
he's signed him at Bournemouth and he's met one of three, but I think somebody else brought him the forum where he'd signed a contract extension. Uh, so, not sure, but definitely a, a strong number one. Coming at this, that's where we should start for A strong number one and just both for there. Do you not think Barkis could be a... Mark, I'm, I'm willing to... I'm, I'm willing to... I'm wanting to give him an off chance here, as you say, right guy, and Eddie Hill coming back off it, because he's coming to New City, and a lockdown, where he's coming come there here in his time, and his family, he's, getting, he's got to training, training with a team he doesn't know, didn't really speak the language, no socialising, and he a flat, sit in a flat himself, and come back at the training, and then, in a big season, and the team's a mess at the same time as well, and just, I'm wanting to give him an off chance, because there's definitely a quality keeper there, if you can get confidence in him. In the, in the last two games that he played, that he could be provincial uh, number one. You know, but in in my opinion, like Bain should be nowhere near the first team after his performances uh, the last couple of games since he played. He, uh, Bain's get worse for me. Bain's a worse goalkeeper than Nuz and Yeds when we signed him. Yeah, he he has got worse, hasn't he? I don't know whether it's no he's not playing regularly enough and that, but it's just I thought Bain was a good good keeper when we signed him. Uh, and I thought he was more than capable of being a number two for us and filling in with odd, maybe the League Cup games and things like that. But oh, he's, get, he's just get progressively worse. But would it be down to the fact, could it be down to the fact, Mark, that maybe our defence has been so bad this season that it has just ripped confidence of the whole back line and the keeper, do you think? Or? Oh, well, that could play a big part in it. I mean, the defence has been rotten, no being that settled. The goalkeepers have been changed all the time. Say that again, Paul. I said chopping and changing the back four and chopping the chain, changing of keepers all season as well isn't going to give uh, content oh, one, is it? They're, they're not getting used to playing with each other. No, I mean, you've got to have a kind of. I mean, see, was it the Hibs keeper, the Hibs uh, defender yesterday, mind the wee heater that he just glanced back to his keeper? If I'd been a Celtic player, that was an OG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just going to live chat there, uh, Iceman is saying, um, we need to bring in a solid keeper that back as number two next season, Lawn off kind of a more experienced keeper that, as what we've seen, he could be kind of a, a risk next season. You know, I, I agree with that. Bringing a solid keeper and give Barkas his chance as well. And let him know you're still welcome to this club and you're still your, your chance to fight for number one. Go and fight him. We're bringing a strong keeper, but go and fight him. Just go and fight him. Hazard maybe go loan next season 
and get a play first team football uh, John or would you like him to stay around uh, the first team in Celtic I'd put him in loan uh, an option to recall just in case an injury didn't happen but I'd bring in a strong number one for him and Barkas to fight out just so give Barkas his chance to let him redeem his sale obviously there's a quality keeper there but if Barkas is exact same season starting next season he's shown no signs again then you just pull him out and you put that strong number one in but when that strong number one comes in you also give him his chance as well in pre-season and let him know it's his position too it's Barkas or whoever we bring in that's your jersey go and fight for it and win it but a midweek podcast, Jonas will be back on. We'll see what's happening with that Dundee United keeper. See what Jonas knows for any talk about him coming coming to Celtic or that. Aye, Mark, I'm, I, I go for him because he's, he's not going to be really pricey. I can't remember his name. I don't even. Sigrist. Sigrist, aye. He's not going to cost a lot, and you've, you've seen what he can do. He's, he's a good keeper, strong, so bring him in. It's not going to be pricey. You let him come in like you've got a chance to win a number one position at a big club and be a legend, you'd be a good keeper. Come in and say the same to days, too, you've got a chance to win number one. Couldn't fight the position and if Sigrist doesn't work out, it's no too costly either, but it's, I don't know, it's, I still believe Barkis can do it. It's just, it's, you need to have that option there. If Barkis falters the way he did this season, you've got that strong keeper to come in and replace him. Mm-hmm. So next, we, we know Edward uh, finished up scoring now. This is just the, uh, the Premiership. It might, it might have changed since I did. I don't think it did. In the, in the Premier League, he's got 18 goals, right? Uh, most assist is Ryan Christie. He's got six assists. Next, uh, under Edward, is uh, is Tornell. Tornell has nine goals, and, and he hasn't even played half the season, Mark. Like, is that um, a concern for you that maybe we could have got more goals if he was actually playing? I think more like I think we could have definitely Turnbull had been in the team. I don't understand why you'd ever get in the team earlier than he did as well. Lennon said that he wasn't fit, and yet he'd been playing ninety minutes for Motherwell every week before that. Just another bizarre decision that Neil Lennon made. We're, de- we're, we're definitely a better team with Turnbull in than we're without it. Do you think Lennon would just try to keep all unhappy players happy with playing them? Because if he didn't, if he didn't play him, then he maybe get made unhappier. Cronies, the old, the old. Ah, he's just he's kind of he's bottled it. He's he's back then. Kennedy's just done the same. Keeping playing uh, Christie out in the right and things like that. Just ah, uh, there's no uh, explanation for. I don't understand that either. But we got him with good and barely scored last week, and it's uh, can, can I play them yesterday instead of Christie? Christie's gone. We know Christie's gonna go. Can I play them barely yesterday? Give him ninety minutes and. Just can I get my bit? Forrest was on the bench. We said it earlier on. Why not start with a natural right winger and Forrest and then bring Dembele on with 20 minutes to go or whatever? Do you think there's something in their contracts that they need to play? They need to play? Stuff like that. I don't know. It's, there must have been something there for them to keep playing them because it was just... Week after week, it was just downsparing, downsparing and they just kept playing them. Another p- don't player, Mark, Mark, who chipped in with... Uh, sorry. Another player who chipped in with a lot of goals this season with 10 was uh, Elinousi and he's kind of been hit and miss this season but would you would you hope that Celtic maybe can come to a deal for Elinousi next season? Do you think he actually would be a better player if we had a proper tactics and a manager who would actually play to his benefits, Elinousi? Oh, I would like to see sign Elinousi for the right money. I don't think Southampton will want crazy money for him and well, he'll be in, his wages will be maybe a bit of a problem. But he seems to enjoy being at Celtic, even 
after this disaster of season. So if the chance was there to say Neil Anousi, I would take him. Who did he say he'd scored 10 goals? Mm-hmm. I mean, 10 goals in a, a garbage Celtic team is good going for me. But I think that was just 10 goals in the league as well. He scored a few in Europe. Yeah, 10 goals in the league, yeah. I think yeah. that, see what, what we're saying with Barca, the right manager playing in a, in Illinois, playing the right team, coached well. Uh, I think Illinois would, I said it when we signed him, I thought he would have ripped Scottish football apart. He showed flashes there, but he's not been consistent doing it. So, a good Celtic team, I think he'd be an asset, a definite asset. What do you think about Illinois, see Mark? Is I because I don't know the formation that we were playing this season. I, I used to go get mixed up what formation we were playing. Is I don't know his best position. You know, I, that's my thing. That I like, I know he can score goals, and I like under a new manager and have him playing to his best of his ability. But do you actually know his best position? Or are you the same boat as me? Well, he's meant to be a left winger, isn't he? But I think he plays like. Like in the number ten role, just off the striker as well. I would play mm-hmm. silly the way silly the way Lubo used to play. Just one of the players, you just give them the ball and see what they can do, kind of thing. Just give him a free roll, just off the striker and see what he can do. Just work mm-hmm. that area of the park. And um, next are two strikers. They played. Uh, Griffiths played six games. I guess he played six games. Oh, sorry, they played. 29 games, sorry, they played 29 games. Uh, 22 games Griffiths plays, I guess he played 20 games, uh, six goals each. I, that just sums up their season, doesn't it? The six goals each for, for the two of them, John Dunte, Griffiths and the FA. Uh, it does sum up our season. For Lee Griffiths, I expect that he went there. Currently, I should attend the whole season because you can tell he's, he's got a love for Celtic and he likes sticking it to them as well. But I don't know why Jetty came in at the start, it looked a bit promising with the goals of his snatching that, but as time went on, you kind of seen, wasn't it right? It was his attitude and stuff, why as well, you kind of seen a bad lazy attitude, and when he was getting brought off, he kind of seen he was taking the half and stuff. And when he was stoned, coming out the second half, and he was like stoned about to take kick off, his arms folded, but I just, it was that, I don't know, what a horrible attitude. That does seem to be the biggest problem this season, wasn't it? We haven't been taking our chances that, you expect us to score these things and every keeper seems to be having a good game against us but realistically like, these chances should have been put away by, by Celtic shouldn't they? Well, you can say about the goalkeepers but you can also just talk about how clinical the strikers and that have been but we must mm-hmm. really sitters in games over the season as well if Griffiths just we know what's happened with Griffiths this season I didn't even think he scored six goals, to be honest with you, Paul. But it's back mm-hmm. the same thing as well. They can't score goals if they're sitting in the bench, which Griffiths has basically done for the, for the year. Mm-hmm. Our longest winning streak for this season was only seven games. We went unbeaten, and our winless streak was, was four games. We didn't even have a proper run uh, this season, John. So we, didn't, we didn't really have anything really going for us. This season? No, we didn't have a good proper run. There was one moment in this season, it's when we played, it was Aberdeen, we played in the semi final. Uh, and Griffiths mm. scored that wee world day. No, Griffiths, uh, Christie scored the world day. I thought, this is us, we're turning the corner. And I just after that game, we fought again. And 
I still kind of had faith. I kept going, it's going to change, it's going to change. And I think it was just a mum game. That's my heart just went. That's not happening. So, like, at the start of the season, we look, we started off well. Uh, with, uh, the first game of the season, we beat uh, Hamilton 5-1. Uh, August, we went through... Uh, we won four games. We drew. We drew one. Then the Bangalore situation with COVID happened. When Celtic was suspended for two weeks playing, and Bangalore failed to tell uh, the management that he went to Spain for three days and he was in around the first team. So that's why we were suspended for for two games. Back was. What do you think? This was the start of this whole maybe bust up between. The, the backroom team and uh, maybe the players that we heard that there was fights in the team. Do you think it, around the, in August that it was the start of this or was it after, do you think? Or? I think, well, it was it really all came to a head. When did that happen with Bowling Goalie? Because it was after, for me, it was when Neil Lennon came out after the European game. The players no want to be there. That, that, for me, that was the case. Yeah. So I don't know if it happened first. Yeah, that thing happened first was there it was uh, the, he came out and he slated the players he that, came out that, that was the start of the, the slow decline of the season so we call it mm-hmm. the, the bad publicity of the club didn't help and the club just well they've done the right thing letting him get on loan and I, I don't think he'll be back but again it was a bit blown out of proportion with the press and that for me to be honest Paul mm-hmm do you think? Do you think um, will he get another chance for Celtic? Do you think on the new manager, John, or is it just unforgivable what he did this season, Varangoli? Uh, I think I feel that. I think his time is going to be a hurry, but if he goes away in a pandemic and he knows that country's off the list, to come back and no say anything, knowing it can kind of falter us in a big, a big season like this and no say anything, knowing the way the media is in this country, anything our club does. The fault is to win this 10 in a row. They're going to jump right on it and punish us. For him to come back and dare it, all the cameras and everything, all the technology these days, they haven't come back and no see anything. And, and ah, it's, it's wrong. It's, it's time's probably up. And I think we need a, a, a good solid left back in as well. But I like Taylor Tay, but I'd bring somebody to challenge him to let the two of them fight for it. Because in every position, you need somebody that's good. Two people that's good for their position to let them fight and keep another person on their toes. I said the other night, uh, John, about Montgomery, how he had a good game the other night and he done no... He played well, he played well, Martin. I don't understand how he didn't start him yesterday either. But it's, it's a, it's, I like Taylor as well and I've always said that. He's a good, I like Taylor, he gets stuck in. He's a good backup left back. He's good enough for us in Scotland, but he's not good enough for where our ambition should lie. But he's a good number two. But when nice. Montgomery came into the team, we still, to me, we still need a, a good left back. Does that? If you've got something, it's it's your first left back. It's going to when it's going to hold that position. It's going to spur Taylor on and make him want to fight more and make him be better. But is that, going, going, to, is that going to hold back Montgomery? That's, I know what you mean. Does, I, what, why is it? does Taylor need to move on or does Montgomery need to go and loan to? What age is Montgomery? Is he he's young, he's in his teens. I'm not too sure his age, but. Young lad, yeah. Old enough to go to loan then, but because uh, that would leave me. We're either going to hold back Montgomery, or we're going to need to get rid of Taylor if we bring in a new first choice left back. I uh, see what you mean. It's like you bring a first choice left back and you get three there, uh, so you're going to hold back Montgomery, and it could be an arcane tyranny. I know what you mean. Yeah. Mhm. So 
Next, uh, one of the big issues this season was uh, our failure to, to win against Rangers. They, they beat us three times. We drew one game, but we just won. We just didn't seem up for any game against Rangers this season, Mark, did we? We just... No, there was just no fight. There was no fight or urgency about the team. That was what the main problem, as I keep saying all the time. They're not a good team. They're just a well-organised, mm-hmm. well-drilled team. They know their job, they stick to their job, and that's it, and it gets them their results. And Celtic, they just, Celtic just didn't turn up. They didn't turn up many any of the Derby games at all this season. The players themselves let, the players let themselves down. Mm-hmm. If, you can't, if you can't be fired up, whether you've played for Aki's against Motherwell or Celtic against Rangers, Man United against Liverpool. If you can't get yourself fired up for playing in the Derby game, you shouldn't be playing for that club. Spot on, Mark. Spot on. Uh, another kind of main issue for me and myself and Mark talked about this was that obviously Scott Brown played too many games this season and, and we haven't been playing Zorro. And I looked at Zorro's tack, uh, stats and he has the most tackles uh this season, Mark, in the the, the opposition's uh, side of the pitch, Sorrow, and I think that do, like, do you think playing Scott Brown affected Callum McGregor's performances this season, Mark? That he was actually tracking back the covers, or was it just purely down to Callum McGregor having a poor season overall? You know, I think it was a bit of both. That's one of the worst seasons I've seen Callum McGregor having a Celtic jersey. Uh, she said Brown wasn't the player he was, so Callum McGregor was working that wee bit harder and maybe you no know, driving his for driving forward as much in that pole. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've said that for weeks that Sorrow should have been getting a lot more game time and should have had a lot more game time. But it was just favouritism again, the old Kroniak, we keep saying it. There was no reason Celtic played enough football over the season for Scott Brown at his age to get enough game time to keep him happy and for Sorrow to get enough game time to let him progress in the team and just mere bizarre crazy decisions stopped that happening. John, do you have any kind of thoughts on this situation that why we haven't been playing Zara as much as, as, as we should have been? I think it's just seen the team is lacking a bit energy and Leadership, I think that's who Scott Brown is playing because of the leadership he brings, but yeah. a bit of sentiment as well because he's leaving, it's his last season, and he's just going to keep playing Scott, give his games. And I think some of them just come up to the last quarter of the season, he's gone, just keep playing him. But I said, man, he's been here for 14 seasons, he's been diving through, so just let him play out. We're not going to win the league anyway. I think that's the way he got to the last couple of games, just let him play. So i got to let this season. Uh, Finished. I I I I possibly glad to, to see the end of it. And hopefully, Mark, uh, this this will be the last time we speak of 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 this season on the podcast. So, to move on to next season, where do you want to see things happening first in the club? I know it's the manager, but do we do we get rid of the players who don't want to be here first, or do we start making signings straight away? Do you think? Or uh, the players that want to be here. It should be all the talk for yes or after the game. Find your clubs and don't report the train for pre season. You don't want a disappointment, a big time letdown. And for there, just let the manager start bringing these new signings in. People's got to fight for this club, fight for the badge and bring us success again. 
because pff, I'm disgusted by a lot of them. I think we're left with this pain. They're, they're leaving in planes and trains wherever they're gone, the big contracts in the leagues, wherever they go to. But we're left with this pain having to watch for that. So if the language would piss you yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mark, what do you think? Do we think, think we should maybe move on the players that don't want to be here as quickly possible and let the new manager bring in the players he he wants to to replace them kind of straight away, kind of a thing. Well, I think I think it's more important to get the players in, the players that the manager wants in the door, because mm-hmm. transfers can drag out and drag on for months, and we're no we're no want that. We're no want to be jumping straight at the arse end of the transfer window like we're usually doing. Because we know who's leaving, we know the deals will be getting worked on probably the new end of things. So you've got to concentrate on what's coming in rather than what's going out. That's the way forward for us. That's what I'm thinking to Mark. I'm thinking to see the silence has been the last few months for them. I'm thinking the board's seen that it's been a disaster season. It's gone. Do stay everything behind the scenes now. Get it all. See the strongness we're going to bring this summer. Get it all sorted the new, the new manager and all the big signings we're going to bring. And after the season's finished in the summer, announce all that in the Wani. And we know who's gone, so we'll get all the moot on the back one. And, and we'll bring us... Announce it in the Wani. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know what I mean? I think so on the hangman and the one. Uh, <laughs> I've been out today, I've had a wee hole walking, went for a few things now today, so I'm mumbling a wee bit. <laughs> is, is, would Callum Mack be your choice of captain next season, John? Or do you think maybe if Eddie Hull's the manager, you would like to see him bring in his own captain? Or? It just depends, it depends. I, I don't know, people keep saying Callum Mack's been going to. How he's been there, and he's, he's vice captain. I've heard Kieran Tierney say he's quite vocal on that as well, but it just depends how he is. Also, Paul McStay, I've heard Frank McAvenny say he wasn't vocal, but he led the example. It's how the new manager sees a new captain. Does he want him to get a leader and shout and tell people what to do, or does he want to get him the example? But if Camelot is a new captain, I wouldn't be too fast, uh, but I'm not too sure. It's just it's up to who the new manager, who the new manager thinks. Mark, if he, if Callumac does stay next season, because you think maybe maybe his head is torn that there's rumours that that Rogers wants to leak up to him again. But you think if he stays, maybe it would be key to to the the development of the the new players coming in that he be captain next season. Well, I've said I've said before I didn't think he would be here next season, but I see Scott Brown said that he's getting put in charge of the team snap. Is it Snapchat? Group or WhatsApp group or something like that. So maybe he is going to be staying. Mm-hmm. Snatch. 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 Do you know what I mean? If you've got, I feel like the Martin O'Neill team, Brendan Rodgers team, did it really matter if Scott Brown was the captain? Rob on winners, all leaders. I mean, or who was the captain when Martin O'Neill was? It didn't. It, did, I, it should be something that that runs through the team, and probably that's why Paul McStay made a good captain because there was other folk the team that done the ball and the shouting side of things on the park. It's just, it's a kind of. An honorary kind of thing, isn't it? If Cal McGregor gets it, kind of. Aye. 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 See, Scott Brown, I think Scott Brown was both. I think he was like, put an arm on you, and he could shout to you. Aye. He'd be your pal, but he can still shout at you. Keep, keep it up, keep on, keep going, but he'll turn and he'll tell you straight. 
but he'll still be your, he'll be your mate as well. If a new manager coming in wants to bring in somebody as their captain, I've not got a problem with that either. No, I'm not an issue either. It's, I'm not an issue either. See, with decisions like that, and all decisions managers make, you've got to remember as well, it's their job that's on the line. Mm-hmm. These players were, right, I've said, I blame the players for this season more than anything, but it's still, it's like when folk were all campaigning for Lent to get sacked, and that's still guys' jobs, you know what I mean? They're, voting, they're hired and sacked and fired. It's always like, the manager, that's all the people's, like, exactly. the, the modern game, the power, like, isn't it? Nobody ever convinces to a football I mean, Chief Celtic could come out and say to a Yeti, you're a lazy get, son, you're sacked, we're ripping up your contract, whatever we owe you, you can sue us for it, you didn't meet the, you didn't meet the standards that we set for you to sign that contract. It never happens, it's the money, it all falls back to the manager, and then they're out the door. I just asked you, I tell you something, uh, Brian Michaels says the chat to a captain is respected, first and foremost, a, a captain guy is that you need to be respected, but feared as well, but feared in a good way, she looks feared in a good way as well. If you don't want to let them do, but no, no, that's scares me. Going back to a yesterday, right? There was there was a few discussions there yesterday on on, on the live chat and uh, on the uh, on the forum about yesterday. A lot of people would give him a chance next season that under a new manager that he could be uh, a good player for Celtic. That if he had the right team around him. What's your thoughts on yesterday? I I I I I really don't know about him to be honest. Do you know? Nah, but I really went. Mark, do you know bring up something the photo available? You heard like somebody say he was like the worst person ever for his attitude. It was it was during one of our very first podcasts, I got an email uh, from somebody and it was them that said that see that thing with the Lee Griffiths contract. Uh, it was the same email and I wait better watch for a saying in case I slip a name in here. And it was through it through somebody that knew somebody and that, that, that's what they said that uh, a yeti was one was it the worst, one of the worst human beings or something he'd ever met? Uh, soon I seen you that, that, it confirmed it for me, because yeah, I seen his attitude in the park when he was getting to the calf. He was moaning, that's all I mean. That's, that's just... what the, the impression I got off, off him, uh, John, was... Uh, when they stood there with the for you, and I was like, And you're looking at him going, but you got taken off because you played crap. Uh, it's a man's decision, it's a tactic thing, you're getting to the calf for a reason, like that player going to his job. You've not been doing your job, it's all about the team, it's not about you. Staying in the park for another 20 minutes. He said, but this player could only make this one happen. That's the yeah, but his attitude stunk to me. I mean, he was disappointed about left. I want to be disappointed about left. For a minute, though. Mm-hmm. Was it in, uh, people talking about maybe getting a swap for somebody? I think so. In Basel, yeah, there, 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 there was, but I don't know the, the player... I can't, I can't. Did, did any of you see that link on Twitter? Me and Paul were talking about it earlier today. It was some Akpimi or something you pronounced it was spelled. Yeah, I'll put it up in the list. Yeah. It doesn't even exist. I can't even mention him anywhere. Uh, Jesse Impeke or something like that, I think it was. I don't. I couldn't. Uh, I, I looked him up. Mark looked him up. And uh, we couldn't find him nowhere so we couldn't and John has put it up as well on on, on, on the Twitter feed that Celtic would be signed a great player if they signed this player and I couldn't see him oh. nowhere man oh well there we go then well Jonas can fill us in about it on Tuesday or Wednesday when he's on 
Yeah, uh, it wasn't even on transfer market or the stat sites or that that I look at. The name is up in the, the live chat there now, so if any guy from the, the live chat could maybe look it up and see if they can find them, but me and Mark couldn't actually find them. Um, if Eddie holds the next appointment, John, would you be happy with this appointment? Would he be your number one choice, Eddie Howe? Uh, when I'm my first number one choice, I would have rather seen myself be Elsa. But Eddie Howe, I'm 50-50, I'm not too excited, but I've seen a lot of good positives, like the old players, the players he's managed, spoke about him and how good he is, and I've seen a bit of a, a, a negative side, but it's what he heads in the forum, right? he can't set up a defence, he's crap at self defence, that, that's something we need sorted this season, defence needs sorted. But I've seen a lot of positives too. Um, if he comes in as a manager, I'm going to get behind him. He's a select manager, so I'm going to stand behind him. He's a manager, so I'll stand behind him and I'll give him his chance. But uh, I'm not too... Box office name. Ah, I'm... He's not got my majesty gone. I'm not too... Yes, Eddie Howe, Eddie Howe. I'm not too that way. But I'd rather myself be else if his contract's on the summer and he's not agreed to it yet. I'd rather seen Bush the body a bit for him. But, but if he comes in... He always does that. He'll, he'll wait till the season's finished and then he negotiates his contract. He's always yeah, try and get me my money. Try and get me my money. See how well he's done in the season. Aye. He, uh, there's something he negotiates, no negotiates. See, his salary, his salary includes the, his wages and the salary for his staff and that. Uh-huh. He, he gets paid and he pays his staff. So he pays his staff off his wages? I'm sure, I'm sure I've read that or somebody tell me. What does that tell you? That's, that's a humble person, isn't it? That's gonna, that's... He looks at it. This is the football department. I'm looking after them. You need something on your club. Season, I'll, I'll see what, what we've done and I'll come and tell you what we, we, we're due for this next uh, track. Uh, uh, that's, 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 that's a humble person, and that's something I like to see at the club. Because Eddie Howe, I see him as he's been doing, he's done good at Bournemouth, he's been relegated to his left. I see him, he's wanting to maybe come up here, I'll take good for a season or two, maybe a season, and I can offer doing south, I'm off. So I, but I see myself else. I was going to ask you, do you think, Mark, the first offer he'll get down to south, that he'll, he'll move down there straight away, or will he be like the way he was a former, actually spend a few seasons with us? No, I think all the time we got a project and that. I think that's the kind of everybody in the English press was saying that, oh Eddie Howe's looking for the next project and that. So I don't think he'd, if he comes it would only be for a year. I think he'd stay at least three years. I would like to think he'd stay three years before even starting with a glance down. But the thing about it is we've made a hell of a lot of money when Brendan Rogers walked out on us. We just make sure we're going to be well compensated if Eddie Howe does the same. That'd be interesting, Mark, because, like, does he... he Rogers did start off the Ronan contract, didn't he? And then it was shaded then. After the four- or five-year deal or whatever it was after the first season. But mm-hmm. made a case of, It was maybe even a way out for a, two of them. See, like, if Rogers came up for a year and then thought, oh, no, this, I don't fancy living in Scotland. I don't... Do you know what I mean? I think that was maybe an, an out for him as well. Doing the one-year deal. <laughs> Sorry, but Brian says the the player we're looking at is a Christian teacher. <laughs> he 
he's a Christian teacher still <laughs> the name might put up on the on that's what I was getting on Google as well. I seriously Mark, I cannot find that person hunting like <laughs> I don't you know. Just I was sort of it was all Bible stuff and that I was finding as well. I was getting on here. Because I texted you on Twitter and uh, on the Skype, I sent you the Twitter feed and you said I looked him up, I can't find him. <laughs> as soon as I seen it as soon as I seen it I knew what it was you were sending me, I didn't even need to look it up. <laughs> Who's this? Who's this? It's the Christian teachings. It's not. It's a player that was on Twitter that day. Uh, Celtic are meant to be signing this player. Oh, there was a few things under it saying, oh, he's a good player now. Good Jesse. Ick Pimmy. I-K-P. Uh-huh. I'll search him. Uh-huh. And there's nothing... There's, uh, Brian says here, there's nothing about him on the internet apart from some kind of Christian teacher. I don't know if it's something sarcastic and we're just missing out on it. Missing he's coming... Um, to, to to convert uh, the Rangers supporters that things uh, on the streets yesterday. <laughs> Maybe it's a joke and you're not getting it and we've just fell hooked like the sinker for it, some stupid. Mark, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, I can't see nothing. I can only see on the Twitter and Facebook pages. Mark, really. do you think it's... Is it an exciting time for a new manager to come in like, for Celtic considering so many players are moving that he, it's it's like a, a big huge fresh start really, isn't it, for any manager coming into Celtic now, isn't it? That he's able to bring in basically his own squad, really, isn't he? Ah, uh, definitely. As I said earlier on, it's a clean a clean slate across the board for everybody. Even even players that have fell by the wayside, it's a, a new chance for them to show that they're interested in playing for Celtic and being there. Mm-hmm. A new manager coming in, new coaches coming in, new ideas, hopefully a director of football, a new CEO, there should be plenty of money to spend. So for me, this is a good, obviously it's been a disaster of a season, but it's finished, it's over and gone, mate. We can only look forward now, and for me, this is a good time, the next few months and that is a good time to be committed to Celtic. We can only go up, there's only one way up for us now, and that's up. Exactly. Uh, John, do you think it's, it's an exciting time to be a Celtic supporter now that realistic but we probably have a new team on the park? Oh, I've been excited for the last couple of months. I've just kind of wrote this season off. I've kind of been a bit excited just waiting for the announcement to come who the manager's going to be, who we're going to bring in. It's only a former lot of fans going complaining and announce it, announce it, but it's there in opinion. I've dealt with it. I've been through a horrible season and I'm hurting as much as always and I've just been excited for the summer and I'm looking forward to this summer. And if Is there any major position, John, do you think we, we need to improve next season? Like, I know there's changes across the board, but is there any specific position you think that really needs to be invested in? Defence. Defence needs a good bit of money, isn't uh, We need to sort of defence out, get that solid, because I believe in the midfield, we've got Sorrow and Tumble. Sorrow's a defensive, it's going to clear everything up. And mm-hmm. protect your defence. You've got Tumble, he's going to create and go forward. So you've got McGregor there too. He's going to make all the play and create stuff too. And the wings, I think you need the wings, you definitely need at least two left wingers and at least one, one right winger. Because you've got James Forrest there too, but you need another right winger. Up front, I would dearly give Griffiths another year. Uh, Edward's away, we know that. Uh, Tamara's away. And Ajeti, I'd like to see him leave. So 
defence and up front need money, but you know, I mean, uh, the, the keeper situation, I keep back as an obvious chance, but we need a strong number one in there as well to compete them. Would you bring the likes of Luca Connell and that into the first team squad next year? I, might, I would, I would, all, the, all the young boys, I'd bring them in and tell them this is your chance, that's your jersey, go and take it. Because nobody, nobody deserves that jersey that's selling it, so it's your chance, he's going to take it. And young. Oh, no, on you go, sorry, John, on you go. Uh, young Ian Henderson, I would love to see him come in and get his chance. That's, I've been disappointed. Uh, you gave me a European game, and he won last afternoon, he played outstanding. And uh, Rogers' last game for us, he came on and get man of the match that game, and he was against Motherwell, and he wasn't, wasn't seen again after that, until that European game, and it looks like a quality player. Just to bring young players in, like, let them play outstanding, and just drop them again the next game, which that didn't have confidence, which that telling them. Bring them in and give them a chance. They're young. They say, but yesterday, you know, obviously, near the, the end of the season, we start to see maybe a young player getting the game. Uh, I thought that was one of the, the biggest disappointments from yesterday's game was that we didn't see no young player actually. Like we saw Dembele get 10 minutes in Montgomery, but... But it shouldn't it be the end of the season, Paul. Yeah. the end of the season. Uh, it should be competitive games, games that you need to fight to win. You're allowed that many subs. I said the other night Celtic should have a squad. It's a 23-man squad you're allowed. Celtic should have like 16 like right first-team players. And the rest of the squad should be made up of young, the younger boys. And you're allowed that many substitutions in games now. There's no reason for these youngsters not to get on the park. You should have enough subs here. If you need to change the game, change it. But you have enough youngsters here that if you're 3-0 up or something like that, 20 minutes to go, you put one of the young boys on just to have a bit of experience in playing in the first team. I know, that's, that's why I don't agree with Henderson going out on loan. Why put him out on loan? The last couple months of the season, when the season's gone, you could just give him the game time and get him to, to play and get him to show what he's all about. I mean, we play enough games between Europe, the Cups and the League. We play enough games for all the players to be kept happy with game time. And it just mm-hmm. seemed to stick with cronyism after cronyism. Because as, we, as oh, I'm going to quote Roy Keane here, you've got to prove that you, you're no good enough to drop. Do you know what I mean? You've got to play every minute and train every minute to show the manager you're good enough to drop. Uh, that's what I like about Roy Keane. He's, he's, you know, if you, you're good enough, you'll play. He's a fighter. He wants to win. It's all about winning. It's just keep one, one, one. He's just a winner, a born winner. And I get a lot of fans on there when they want him because he missed a lot of previous stuff and the way he is in the dressing room and stuff. But he's a winner and you only won that part if you're a winner and you want to play for that badge and win games that's the only reason you'll be in that start in the living so because your name and your flashy name and stuff like that um, yeah. Mark would he be an interesting choice for you or do you think uh, coming in if, if it wasn't Eddie Howe I think if it isn't Eddie Howe that's who it'll be and I mean I love Roy Keane Beyond. Would you be happy with him, Mark, if he was a manager? No. No, I wouldn't want him as manager, John, no. Why? Is this... I don't think... He... No, I, I, I respect your opinion, Mark. You've got a lot of good info in the forum, that and I like. <laughs> the tactics side of the game and that, I just don't think he's... He's that... Mo- well, he's that modern. Or that... He's got that kind of... Uh, I think that's what... Uh, that. I would like him to come in... As a, I mean, see, like if we go Roy Keane and... Ronnie Dyle is his number two. I think Aye. I think that would have been ideal. Because so, Ronnie's... Ronnie, the only thing we take Roy Keane is if he was a, 
bringing in like good coaches they were going to be doing the coaching and liking was just near your, your Martin O'Neill kind of manager because boys get the battle on them and the one of the other they had to see the, the tactics and stuff the fitness and that he'd had all that side to him same as that flash the fan on the other side of the city he's getting on about him it's only his assistant that's got the tactics about him Michael aye aye that's the only way I would take Keen and I mean as a, as I totally love Roy Keen and there's an interesting topic here from 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 Buzz there actually on on uh, on the live chat. He's saying five subs hasn't worked for us. Uh, we seem to have got worse. Do you think the five subs mark has actually uh, affected Celtic this season? That we we're able to bring on too many players and we're just throwing on players for the sake of it, or? I think we were just throwing on players for the sake of it because we were struggling, Paul. Mm-hmm. I mean, as we spoke about, we couldn't even tell what formation we were playing at times. We started but even like John Fernando the day against uh, against Rangers substitution kind of did not sense to normal. Uh, for me, the mere subs you've got in the bench, the mere options you've got to change the team. I mean, that's a, that's really that's allowing you to change half your outfield players throughout the game. Five subs. So if things aren't working, you should be able to totally change what you're doing either with the players that are on the park. Like, I mean, how many times did you see Rodgers changing the actual formation when things weren't gone right? you never seen Lennon or Kennedy doing anything like that. Like, they just played the same system. Then as the game went on, they changed the subs, and I thought, you know, it was just, it was like playing up a big park. It was just everybody charging forward, chasing the ball, trying to get a goal. I was with Rodgers once with 10 men against him at Ibrox. The was a defender, and he bought a strike room, go for it. Edward came on, they scored the one in the 3 2 game. Yeah, uh, going by John Kennedy and myself and Mark discussed him numerous times, John, on this on this uh, podcast. Like, do you think now it's time for him that we've seen enough of him that he needs to move away from the club and the club need to have just a fresh start of backroom staff next season under the new manager? To Kennedy, mm-hmm. uh, possibly. I feel himself. I go and try and get a job. Someday it doesn't need to have a big club. You come to somewhere in Scotland that you're going to go yourself. You're going to go and do your own stuff, be your own manager, your own philosophy, your own tactics, and go and build yourself up. Then maybe somewhere in the future you've done that good, you can come back. But in terms of what you just showed there, the last ten games, job the way he's been just so disappointing at Celtic. Ah, he's no chase nothing. He's no chase nothing at all. He just played the same players that's let us do all season. As we've seen, our young players don't get any more chance. He had Dembele scoring last week, come on, done all right, and he just left him again on the bench. The thing that got me with Kendi was that, like, he was working in the youths, Mark, for years, and he knows the youth system inside out because he's been in the club for years, and he actually never kind of looked at any youth player to give him a run. You know, that's the thing that got me with, with Kennedy, you know? You know? Well, I gave Welsh a run. I, did, I don't think he had any choice to give Welsh a run, did he? No. Could do what the way we've we bad. As I said previously, just it just was a carbon copy of Lennon. Exactly. The perfect chance to come in and shake change things up. Even though looking for John Kennedy knew he was never going to get Celtic manager's job. Because right? it just we're talking about Eddie Howe's no box office enough. John Kennedy's nowhere near box office enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> Pardon me. Mark, we need someone. Uh, Boz has asked, like, do we need someone who 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 knows the league, or like Eddie Howe doesn't know this league? 
just go by what 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 John was saying there. Do you do you think that uh, if if it is anyhow that he was told that we say Edward Christie or uh, and Cham that these players have caused the uh, the this Tammy within the the dressing room and fights and stuff like that because they want to. Do you think he'd be aware of these things or would the club not let him know that? Maybe I think that's how Kennedy's played them. Eddie Howe's told him to play them. So I want to see what they're again. In these last couple of games, I want to see what they fight again. But, but they're not going to be here because they're getting into the last year of their contract. So Does think he, yeah. I mean, there's no way Edward's going to sign a new contract at Celtic. No. So why does really why does Eddie Howe care for Edward's done in the dressing room this season? Jenkins. When Brendan Rodgers came in, we also asked him about Lee Griffiths and we scored was it forty odd goals a season before that. Just as an example, so like the way he was this season and I, I presume he read papers and, and saw stuff that Lee Griffiths came in on fit this season and his fitness levels were down. Do you think maybe Ed, Eddie Howe probably would probably go look the way you are last season under previous manager I don't want you in the wrong my team or is it a keen slate for everyone Mark do you think well I think, well, I think even the Griffiths well again if he's only got a year in his contract is he going to stay for it mm-hmm. so the, the players like Griffiths I or Edward and that, to me it's a contract situation but I don't see why how can he say to Lee Griffiths look this is you your last chance saloon and I, I like I've, I've known what you're capable of for years, just as an out and out goal scorer. If you can get back to proving that you've got a future at the club, but if you're not going to, if you're not going to work hard and try to get back to that level, then you'll know of any future here. There's a discussion to every player for me. That should be the message to every player. Yeah, there's a discussion back there on, on Iceman brought up the live chat, and I saw as well before things that. Edward could be missing for the first couple of games for the the, the Champions League qualifiers because he's he could be he's more likely going to be called up to the the French Olympic team. Would you be hoping he'd be sold by then, or are the club going to make sure they get into the Champions League with these players? And then maybe step. When's the Olympics? Just after the European Championships, I presume. They're, they're just in and around the. Uh, First two games, our first two games of the Champions League, he'd be missing, I think. So since it'd be that two weeks uh, of July. Oh, that's a tough one. It's, look, is it, if it's going to be a long drawn out transfer, then we want him here to play for us. Mm-hmm. If Edward's intending to go, you tell him there and then, well, if you're going, get it done before you go to the Olympic Games. Because but he, he'll be the. If he moved in, we say to we say Arsenal, we say, we saved our our Champions League team. Would he be cop tied in to play for them in the Champions League, or would he refuse to play for Celtic if he's going to be cop tied in the Champions? I'm sure, they've changed that rule now that he wouldn't be cop tied. I'm sure mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, Paul. But then, mm-hmm. well, if you're if you're a, if you're a Celtic employee and you're still under contract, you're playing for us. You might want you might want to leave. Well, leave. But if you're under contract, you'll be playing for us. And if you're to play, you'll not be wages and we'll sue you for breach of contract. You know, if you're wanting to leave, like we put on a performance for us and, and get your move that you want, you know, what's your thoughts on that, John? Would you would you like Edward in the round of the Champions League conference or would you hope that 
Celtic would have a new striker in place by then? Yeah, I'd rather he goes because his heart's not in the cup. So I'd rather just take money for him and invest in a new striker. His heart's going to want to come and do something at Celtic and make his mate Champions League. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd rather just take your money and invest it. I'd like to see the players who that want to leave and, and who came will probably leave as soon as the transfer window opens. Clean slate, then we we know where we are. Do you know do you know that kind of a thing, Mark? Would you agree with us? I'd agree with you there, Paul. I'd like to see them all. See, the, the minute the transfer window's open, I want to see them announce them, Edward. Yeah. Get them out the door as quickly as possible. And just, mm-hmm. but uh, was it John that said as well, just even if they're not, even if they're no away, sold or that, see when pre-season training starts, just tell them, no, just don't bother turning up. You know, you're looking to move, it's you that are dragging your heels, your agents or whoever are dragging their heels. So you're no part of the plans, you don't intend to be here, so don't bother turning up for training. I think we should have done that in January. It was great to see in January, man, I think we should have. Sorry, just take a drink. Um, so we're going to finish there with the, the hopefully the, the next couple of weeks, do we, we'll have more clarity on the manager. We'll see new players coming and going within Celtic. Uh, John, before we go, have you anything to say about this meeting between Celtic and uh, the Celtic fans on, on Thursday? Any thoughts of, of yourself on that? Oh, did you say that, Paul? Sorry. And also, uh, the meeting between, that we spoke at the start of the show between the, the Celtic board, Dominic McCoy and Peter Lauren, then with, with the, the supporters on Thursday? Uh, no, I didn't really catch um, part of the show, so I just got a no ago. Uh, but for what I heard, uh, we're saying about the season books, obviously that's a big part of your investment in the squad, so obviously fans, if fans don't take it, their season book renewal, it's going to affect the squad rebuild and stuff like that. But can I put in as well, I've seen something on our Celtic forum, on our, on our show about Celtic, uh, about uh, Lennox Town, the training centre, been named after Tommy Burns, it's Tommy Burns Back when I asked the, the, the Tommy Bonds, I wanted to put that in because uh, John wanted. We, we had a show there during the week with the question and answers that it was actually John who mentioned that Lennox Tongue should be named after Tommy Bonds. You know, I think that would be a, a good tribute to, to Tommy Bonds, wouldn't it, to rename the training ground? You know? You there, Mark? Oh, I thought you were asking John about that. I spoke about that earlier on, I. It was actually John who asked that question last week, and I didn't see his text on on the slide because I was going through. But so that's why. I, John, I definitely named the training ground after him and got a statue him up outside Celtic Park. That's a man that played this club through blood and tobacco. He went for this club. It was Celtic through and through. And it's as the only stories you hear about the man. It's like it was Celtic through and through, but it was just as a person in general, just a brilliant person. And they usually were the ones that fought for that training centre we bought because it was going to bring us forward and the future was going to produce the best for this club. Mm-hmm. So, move, just before we finish the show, I just want to ask Borvi, um, should we concentrate on all three cups or slowly just concentrate on the league, just get the league back or should we maybe, as we said, there, maybe play more use in the likes of the league cups back, get them experience there, do you think? Or? Go for the treble. That's it. I want everything. I want a Brendan 
I want a Brendan Rodgers season the first season he came in. I want that full blown right out. Well, the squad with decent, good enough players and there's no reason by the right manager. There's no reason that Celtic can't do something like that next year. Mm-hmm. I want to see both tears next year. I want to see pain. <laughs> so, Fox, that's all for, for tonight. Again, myself, uh, thanks to Brian and John for joining us on the show tonight. Uh, my thanks to you guys in the live chat for tuning in and of course uh, my thanks to Mark for having me on the show. Mark, yourself, off to you. I don't need to thank me Paul, thanks you for everything you do. Uh, thanks very much to Brian and John for coming on and everybody in the chat. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you've not subscribed, please do so and remember and hit the like button as well. Good night lads, God bless. God bless. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com This episode of the Boz and Bovel podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumors TV YouTube channel.